you will fail. So what? Everybody does. But your gym, your watch, your yoga pants, they pretend you won't. So when you miss a day, eat the pancakes. Give up on a workout? You failed? Seriously, what the hell? We're body. We've been a part of that too, but not anymore. At body, we're rejecting perfection and embracing reality. Not in a pizza Monday kind of way, in a loving your whole life kind of way. In a, this workout is fun and it's okay if I take a week off kind of way. In an, I'm eating healthy and it's okay if I indulge kind of way. In a, I like myself no matter what kind of way. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are body. Start your free trial at body.com. That's B-O-D-I dot com. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. We are so excited. We are in we're joined by a former New York housewife, an owner, a business owner, a mother of two, a boss bitch of New York City, Cindy Barshop. Thank you so much for joining us. Hey, I'm so happy to be here. You guys rock. Oh, you're thank so you. sweet. Thank you. We love talking to other working moms and you being one of them. Um, we're so excited to catch up. Um, you likely will recognize uh, Cindy, aside from her business ventures, she was um, season four of New York Housewives. Abby and I have been there since the beginning, so we're kind of like dying right now. So very excited. Um, what have you been up to since you've left the show? Oh my God, life in general. <laughs> So I left my old project of Completely Bare, which most people know about, and I started um, a vulva health spa, which is women's sexual health. And we'll get into that whole thing. We have to say, we have a lot of questions for that. Um, I mean, just being moms, wanting to know. Are you a mom? Um, yes. So okay. I'm a mom of two boys. Vanessa's a mom of two girls. Oh, yes. We're in, we're the, in the demographic. Yes. Yes. We discussed <laughs> that, right, in my household, we discuss, you know, your vagina. We don't use any, it's the vagina. We don't say yes. JJ or anything like that. So, um, yes, we're ready to discuss all about that. Um, out of curiosity, do you keep in touch with anyone from Roni? Um, sure. Like, um, let me think. Jill, of course. We're, you know. Good oh, Jill Zarin. Yeah, Jill Zarin. Um, who else? Oh, God. I have to know once in a while, I saw something, uh, and it was a couple years ago in an article that Sonia did not show up, up to an event of yours, but then was talking all about vaginal rejuvenation. I think. Oh yes. Yes. That um, was a little smack because that's when I first started the V spot. Yes, and that's right. Okay. Luann, I'm actually good friends with Luann. I really find her a lovely, lovely woman. Um, but yes, so, you know, it was this whole thing, you know, you help your friends out, even if it's like behind the scenes, Yeah, open the V spot. And she went ahead and on TV did this whole like vaginal rejuvenation at some like crack place, like yeah. some guys sticking a thing in her. And I was like, that's not about women's health. About women's health is having like the woman OBGYN there and you know, everybody talking about your sexual desires and things like that. And it was just like the antithesis of 
my platform. And it just like, kind of like this. Yeah. I felt like in reading that, I'm like, that kind of is a big middle finger. And I was just, I was surprised by it just because even though you weren't on the show anymore, like, okay, we're, we're all women. We're We're all working moms. Let's support each other. A win for you is a win for all women. So, um, it was, it's just like the whole thing, how she did it. I know it was like years ago and I don't harp on it, but it was just not about women's empowerment. And that's Mm -hmm. the whole point of women's sexual health is about Mm -hmm. women's empowerment, feeling good and doing all of these things for yourself, not for the man, for your own intimacy, your own pleasure. And it was just like a whole smack in the face, I think, to women. That's, yeah. Yeah, it was disappointing. Like, as a mom, you know that. You know? Right. Well, I just think even if I, like, don't, maybe I don't understand someone's business, I'm still going to show up if they ask me to show up and support them. I think that was the biggest, like, surprise for me is that. No, it wasn't about even me. It was about all women. It's yeah. women's, like, the whole taboo of women's vaginal rejuvenation sounds like, oh, I just want to look like a porn star. And that's not really it. It's about women wanting intimacy and enjoying it and having friction. And after we have babies, it's not the same. Yeah. So No, it's not. (laughs) She didn't have my vision. She didn't have my vision. I felt like, you know, I'm really trying. And now things are changing because everybody's about, you know, women's health. and you know, I was at the forefront of it, like giving myself my own yeah. accolades here. No, you, you, should, you were. I, yeah. No. Yeah, you were. You truly were. But it was the beginning and it was like kind of like stand behind the other woman about, you know, self-pleasure. Mm-hmm. That's my whole thing. No, we're going to talk that. a lot more about that. Yeah. Because yeah. I feel like there's been such a shift, but we wanted to talk a little bit about just being a working mom. And I know Vanessa had a couple questions for you just about just being a boss bitch that you are. Yes. I just, I think so. Boss, just uh, a boss, just a boss. We mean bitch in a loving manner, but I know so as a, both of us, you know, we're working moms. I find, I think it's often as mothers, we try to constantly do it all. And what advice do you have for women like us who are constantly trying to do it all without getting burnout? Like based on you're running your own business, you've got two kids, um, you have a life. Like what advice do you have to kind of manage all of that? I don't know if I have advice, but kind of the one thing I do, like when I just picked up my children right now, they were at like a play date at my good friends. It's like just kind of be present at the moment of their needs. And we all have all these stresses that go on in our life. And just when you get with your kids, it's just kind of being present. Like I could be in the worst mood, but it's like, how is school? How is this? And like, just kind of getting the information. I don't know if it's right or wrong, but that's what I do. And I just think it's helpful. Just be there for them at the moment. Doesn't care about what's going on in your life. That's my big one. No, I think that's, I think that's good. I mean, laundry can wait, dishes can wait, like they'll always get done. All the stress that we have. And then like, you have to pick them up and you're like, hurry up. And it's like, forget about that. They're like in their different zone and just kind of be in their zone. Yeah, absolutely. Just asking the question makes me think about like, I'm glad I do that. You know, recognize all the things that we do as moms, you know, like all the things you do. You know, you have to take that, take a step back and say, like, what I do great for my kids. And I think each mom could recognize 
you know, all the different struggles that we go through and like kind of the high points of what we do right. Just yeah. Kind of doing it. Absolutely. No, I think that's, I think that's a really good perspective is just being present, remove the phones, you know, just try to be there with your kid, even if it's five minutes, just give them Mm -hmm. their full unvetted attention. Um, One thing that I really applaud you for in terms of your advocacy and just being proud of your son, Jesse. Um, Jesse, he is trans. Um, I'm curious for anyone who's listening who maybe have a child of transitioning or know someone who um, is going through their transition or having conversations about it, what advice do you have for parents or friends of friends who have a friend who has a child who is um, transforming themselves um, and transforming themselves. How, what advice do you have for that? So one of the biggest things that people don't realize is that transgender as children, it's an identity. It has nothing to do with sexuality. So that's how they identify as children. And if you really listen, like I knew when Jesse was so young because I could see his, um, his ways, his actions and things like that. It's just kind of like really listening to your children. But the most important thing is to kind of support them. And even if they're confused, because I feel like I'm lucky because my child, Jesse was not confused. And there's children that are confused. They're like, I'm not sure I'm this way, I'm that way. And it's kind of just reinforcing whatever you feel is okay. And it's important. And that's, you know, the way kids will find their way. Um, A really good friend of mine said something to me one time. Sorry, I'm emotional. 9-12 is late for me. (laughs) I don't know how you do it this time. But um, they said, if you could change it, this is when Jesse was very young. He must have been two and a half years old. And he said, would you? I said, of course I would change it because I want him to have an easy life. And he said, well, your Jesse wouldn't be Jesse. His personality wouldn't be different. It wouldn't be your, it wouldn't be Jesse. And I was like, oh my God, you're right. It wouldn't be Jesse with all these quirks and things like that. So that kind of really changed my whole perspective on everything. And since then I've been great and he's great and Zoe's great with him and we're just fine. They so. look very happy. I always like looking through your Instagram page and they just look like happy kids. And I think as moms and I mean, I think of myself as a kid, acceptance is everything. You want your parents to love you unconditionally and um, you're doing an amazing job at that. So thank you for sharing that. Thank you. Thank you. I love talking about it with certain people. <laughs> so it makes me feel good. Aside from using proper pronouns, because I know that's a really big thing in the trans community is what yeah (laughs) but you know what are other things um you know if you have if your child's friend is trans and there's questions about it you know what are some things that you would encourage parents you know just to help their children be you know supportive and be an ally and be accepting while also you know answering some of their questions as well so when they're young the pronouns mean a lot mean a lot to them. It does. Mm -hmm. So it's like the he, she, and when we changed over, it does mean a lot, but it's more just kind of supporting them for who they are. It's like not judging them. Mm -hmm. And I've been very lucky. Jesse and my Zoe has been very lucky because 
we saw it at such an early age that we allowed Jesse to do what he wanted to do and act as he wanted to do. So other people just kind of gravitated towards it. And it's not such a big deal. It really isn't. And some kids, yeah. you know, say, are you boy or girl, you know, but it's just, it, I am who I am. And I feel like the world is changing. I mean, we have a long way to go, but just enjoy that person. Don't care about it. And that's mm-hmm. what I would tell moms, you know, just if he wants to be called a he or if he wants to be called a she, whatever it is, it's not really about the pronoun, it's how you kind of treat them. Mm -hmm. And just, it worked. I'm lucky. I know that. Yeah. I read somewhere that the worst thing we can do as parents um, is make our children feel like they're bad for being who they are. So if they're bossy, as hard as that is, you need to let them be that person because that's just naturally who they are. If they're introverted and they don't like talking to people, don't force them to talk to strangers. Right. Well, you know we'll that, events. Mom, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. what are kids like? What are your kids? Yeah, exactly. You, you can put them in a category, but you support who they are. Yeah. And I think I, it's just the same thing. Yeah. I wasn't sure that I supported my daughter cutting her own <laughs> hair um, on Sunday, but that's part of who she hey, is. How old is your daughter? Three. She, <laughs> <laughs> so that's part of her spunk and her spirit. And for a minute, I kind of like lost my shit, but then I'm like, you know what? This is a good memory. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. She's she's good. She doesn't care. So why should I care? She still exactly. is confident in herself. And you know what? As you say that, I'm so glad I'm here talking to you guys because you're amazing. Um, it's about the moment for the child. Like you know, you have these moments when you're when you were a kid and you remember them. Like your child will remember. Like I cut my whole hair off, and my mom was like, "All right." You know, it's like you don't realize it how these big monumental moments of children's lives affect them and just kind of like being a mom the way you are it empowers them yeah i think that's absolutely awesome. not like the bravo thing that people want to hear but this is a great <laughs> conversation no we love talking about um, motherhood we have so many follow this is this is great we have a lot of listeners that are moms so i'm sure we're going to get a lot of messages from people saying like that they love this and i think it's important whether your child is trans or maybe, you know, later on in life, they come out and say they think they're gay or they don't want to go to college and they want to be an auto mechanic. Like there's, you know, such a range of things, but you just have to like support your child and embrace them for who they are. They can't be necessarily who you want them to be if that's someone else. And you're going to just make them feel like they're not good enough their whole life. So I think I just love that message of just supporting the person for who they are. It's true. And that's how yeah. you know, anybody, if you want to be an auto mechanic, they could be amazing and huge. And if it's money or if it's love that they're looking for, they could get it from there. Mm-hmm. And I think it's very different from our past generations about that. Yeah. Well, speaking of past generations, I feel like in the past, and we talked about this, women's sexual health was tab- you know pretty taboo in the sense of like, women wanting to take control of their sexuality to do certain things to make sure they can achieve an orgasm for things to be more pleasurable. And if something isn't working, either talk to their partner about it, or maybe they need to talk to a doctor about it. And I love that you kind of, you said like from the start, you had been behind this, especially when it was taboo. Have you seen a shift, you know, from when you first started talking about this to now? Yeah. So 
I started this in 2017 and I used to bring the clients into VSpot and I used to be like, okay, so I used to say I'm the fluffer, right? <laughs> <laughs> like those porn things, like yeah. who gets everybody ready. I was like, I'm the fluffer. So this is what we do. We talk about orgasms, self-pleasure, if you're loose, if you're tight, how you orgasm, if you pee in your pants. I was like, we do it all here. So just like be honest and we can give you solutions to it, but this is what we do. So I would come in and just like tell them, and now the double board certified gynecologist is going to come in and talk to you. And then I'm going to come in, but it used to be about kind of making everybody feel comfortable in the space to talk about these things. And it's really kind of shifted. There's really strong, powerful women that come in and say, listen, I'm loose and I'm doing it for myself and I want to have better orgasms. So it has changed the whole, we're not there yet by any stretch of the imagination because Facebook and Instagram can't even, you can't even say orgasm for women, but somehow you could say like pleasure for men, but that's a whole nother thing. But um, I feel like women are kind of like more open about pleasing themselves. And I don't mean about like, we have to be selfish. It's just about, we kind of used to put ourselves in the background, like everybody faked an orgasm. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I don't know one woman who is, I'll bet a billion dollars that I cannot find a woman who has not faked an orgasm. And it's like, you do that to like make them feel better. And everything's shifting now about it's okay. I want to feel good. It's about my sexual pleasure and my intimacy and me feeling good. What suggestions? So I just had a, I had a baby um, about eight months ago, and I feel like after you have I mean. a baby, <laughs> after you have a baby, I feel like the vagina is very much like off limits for a minute because my mind is on the like feeding schedules. Mm-hmm. I'm sleep deprived. Like, how do I reawaken my vagina? Aside from some right, no, and, and I get it, and I think it's like kind of a whole like mental state that you're in right now, and that's where you want to be. But there are physical changes that happen. And so I was the same way. I had two kids, but, you know, I was single too. I had twins and I'm single. Hello, I'm single. Twins. <laughs> and, you know, I think it was after like six or eight months, I was like, huh, you know, maybe I'll date. And the whole concept is, and I'm not saying that everybody's different. Their bodies are different as women. So I personally was like, I'll just say it, peeing in my pants all the time. Oh my God, that's me. Yeah. I can't, that's why I don't run. People are like, oh, you used to run. I'm like, well. Yeah, not happening. Cause yeah. like I literally would go to a party and, you know, like wearing my little silk outfit and then <laughs> like I would pee and I would pour a drink on myself. Like I had this thing, like, oops, if you make a mistake, you pour a drink on yourself. Mm-hmm. But that's normal. One out of four women, right after they give birth, they pee on themselves constantly. And sometimes it doesn't go away. So that was like my big, I didn't realize how it affected my everyday life. So that was one of them. The other thing is things change down there after you have a baby. It doesn't pop back. So sex is not as good. It's not as pleasurable. So it's kind of like you do it because you're supposed to do it. So the whole thing was like when I first found out about this new technology and now it's kind of evolved to so much more. The first time I did it, I definitely placebo effect because I stopped peeing my pants. It doesn't work that way. 
I like waited for it to come from Europe and I found out about the Femi lift and I was like, I'm coming to the first place on the East coast. And I drove two and a half hours and I was like, it works, but that's not really how it works. But it's kind of like starting to take care of yourself and making yourself feel good. But I get it. Like you're not into it yet, but if you slowly start taking care of your intimate health for yourself, other things start to evolve. Like, your husband or your partner or something like that. And it becomes more about yourself. And that's the whole thing is bringing it back to you. You just gave birth to a life and it's important to like, wow, I did this and let's focus a little bit on me. I know you can't like a hundred percent, like as a mom, you get it. Yeah. No, I I mean, this is is great. Like ignore the whole point that you're peeing in your pants, but you don't realize it affects your (laughs) psyche you know, or that, you know, just having intercourse, just to have intercourse. But once you start like thinking about yourself, it kind of changes everything. And it's great for you and for your family. I know it's a little bit deep. but No, I love this. Yeah. What's, what's the number one procedure or service that moms get at your, at your spas? Yeah. So it's, I could say the top three. You know, one is definitely a pain in your pants. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just so normal. So we, you could basically sit on a chair at my place at the V-spot and it does 11,000 Kegels for you. It's FDA approved for urinary leakage. Okay. So think about this. It's 11,000 Kegels in 28 minutes, sitting on a chair, fully clothed. Now people tell you to Kegel. Each session's equal to 69 hours of Kegeling. It's gotten FDA approved, but you have to do six sessions. So there's, you have to spend a year giggling out yeah. <laughs> get rid of it. So I think that's a super important one. The other is, you know, a lot of women have multiple children and doesn't pop back. So it's not for the guy. Nobody comes into my place <laughs> for the guy. It's all about for the self to increase friction mm-hmm. or your orgasm. It's kind of like each person's a little bit different. But there's non-invasive treatments that you don't have to get surgery. You're yeah. right. <laughs> this is not like it's not. It's not like going. It's not to, like what Sonia showed us, where basically a huge right. device is being stuck up you. Yeah, right. You're fine. It's quick. They're non-invasive. Takes five minutes. It's kind of like so. I tell people if you've gotten if you haven't gotten a facial and you're forty, okay, you never had any <laughs> facials. And you did one, you can be like, oh my God, I look amazing. It's the same thing when you take care of your internal body. That's a good way to put it. Like everyone gets, I mean, I get a facial monthly. Mm-hmm. Um, people get massages all the time, but I don't think women think about like, oh, I'm, I'm going to go get, you know, my vagina, my, my, yeah, my vagina. I'm going to go do the Kegels. <laughs> I'm going to do a right. lot of Kegels in a short time. About it. It's so yeah. important for you. Yeah. Well, now I want to know if you're ever going to expand beyond New York and Philadelphia. We're in the Midwest and we think we need to. Oh, are you? Where are you? I was going to tell you to come (laughs) to my place. Well, we still can't. We're planning a trip to New York once like things settle a little bit. But I would um, totally love you guys to come in. Honestly, I would love it. I want to do it. Yes. I'm doing Kegels as we're talking right now. And I, keep that, I was too. That she said that. Yeah. Listen, Lark, you have to just sit on the goddamn chair. Yeah. Well, I don't want to do 11,000 Kegels. That's a lot. Well, it'll do it for you. Do I know. That's, that's amazing. Um, yeah. we're, I'm in St. Louis and then Vanessa. Okay. Oh, I'm okay. in Kansas city. So we're in the heartland middle yeah. of the map. 
okay, well, we'll come to you. <laughs> we'll, we'll come to you. <laughs> come to me. But I can send you guys this thing that we have for orgasms. It's clinically proven to increase blood flow to the clitoris. It's amazing. I'll send you both. You have to send me your addresses because it increases the intensity of your orgasm. And it's not like a fluff product. It's not like, you know, parsley and ginger. (laughs) These are clinically proven products that change your life. I'm going to send you those. That'll work. Wow. I'm very excited about this. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to send it to you. You have to please send me your emails and addresses and I'll send it out because listen, I love organic and this stuff is not chemicals, but I want it to work. Yeah. So that's where we differ. That's, I, I love that. Um, well, Cindy, we're dying to know too. So where can everyone find you? Because I'm sure there's gonna be some moms listening to this that are going to like want to Google and figure out how they can, um, just take control of their, their sexual health, health yeah. and yeah. And make it where you're not having sex because like, Oh, I haven't done it in two weeks. I probably should that you actually enjoy it and want to. We've yeah. all watched Bridgerton, side note. Yeah. We've all watched, I mean, there's a sexual thing happening. That's like enough for Bridgerton. I was like, women do not orgasm so quickly. No. She's burning it for all of us. I was like, stop it. It doesn't happen that way. I just did a whole thing on it with some other, like a TV show. But um, so you could email us at... Um, Info at vspotmedispa.com. You could call us and I could set up some complimentary consultations with our doctor. So even to send you to places by you or send you some information. And um, it's 212-988-1387. And just vspotmedispa.com. You could send us any questions and we'll get back to you because we love, you know, helping women. We'll be sure to tag this too. So everyone listening, um, you can go to our Instagram at Real Moms of Bravo and we'll put that in our stories. And then Cindy, where can people find you on Instagram? Oh, um, Cindy Bar at Cindy Bar Shop. I, yeah, that's perfect. I like the ones that are easy and yeah. like, you know, it's like, okay, I know, I know I'm at the right person's page for sure. <laughs> at Cindy Bar Shop. There, yeah. I'm there. I'm Thank there. you so much, it's Cindy. Trans kids. That's the important part. That's my whole thing. Really support them. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on. We appreciate it. And um, thank you so much. Really pleasure. You will fail. So what? Everybody does. But your gym, your watch, your yoga pants, they pretend you won't. So when you miss a day, eat the pancakes, give up on a workout, you failed. Seriously, what the hell? We're body. We've been a part of that too, but not anymore. At Body, we're rejecting perfection and embracing reality. Not in a Pizza Monday kind of way, in a loving your whole life kind of way. In a, this workout is fun and it's okay if I take a week off kind of way. In an, I'm eating healthy and it's okay if I indulge kind of way. In a, I like myself no matter what kind of way. Yeah, you will fail. We all will, but we're not gonna let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are Body. Start your free trial at body.com. That's B-O-D-I dot com.